Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, guys, to the Armor Report, last day of the week. Thanks for joining me. <clears throat> Just fixing up some things here. This is a live trading desk, as you all may know, That are uh, those of you who follow me on a regular basis. Um, Armor stands for Algorithmic Risk Management Research. All the information I share with you on this show and every show is information I use for my own personal capital to manage both my capital and, and capital of investors that we work with. I have screens all around me. I have active positions on right now. This is a trading desk. Forgive me if I get distracted from you know here or there. But today's a big day. Okay, Those of you who have been picking up what I've been laying down for the last few months I've had a very nice week in the cannabis investments, and today is another watershed event. So I'm going to spend most of my time dissecting the story of canopy growth for acreage that was announced today. It's another watershed event in a series of watershed events in an investing super cycle that's unfolding right in front of your eyes. Um, the last episode, I suggest you go watch, okay? I have the YouTube episodes, and I have them set up for you in playlists. I have a cannabis playlist. So every episode I've done about cannabis, go watch the last one. It was titled, Is Now the Time to Add Risk on Our Canopy Position? Our algorithms were telling us to add risk. Boy, was that right. Stock was 41 when we were talking about it. Stock, of course, today is 46 and change. It's just the beginning. Okay? It's just the beginning. That is the blue chip stock. If you can't make money investing in Canopy growth, you can't make money in any of these names. So we use Canopy as our guide. We have algorithm designed to invest in canopy. When do we add risk? When do we reduce risk? And our last call, our last video was all about adding risk in canopy. And then boom, the stock stock runs on news that they're taking over acreage. Um, This is a classic example, guys, of how Algorithmic investing can improve your performance. Why does it do that? It puts us on the right side of probabilities and statistics every time we make an investment. And it helps us focus on investments where the reward is worth the risk we're taking. That's what I talked about on that last call. Go watch. I said, now's the time to take the risk. The stock can be tight. If this is the right, it's just probabilities, right? Sometimes it's going to be wrong. But when it's right, boom, you get paid. Did I know they're about to make an announcement that's, that, that's a watershed event and incredibly important to the company? No. But the algorithm sniffs it out. And so it gets us to add risk when the reward worth risk is accurate and the probabilities and statistics are in our favor. That's, that's why I started the Armor Report, Algorithmic Risk Management Research. 
This is a poster child for how it's supposed to work. You already know we're risk on across the board in the big indexes. So then we go to our whiteboard, we go to our themes, we look for algorithmic risk on entry points in themes and in stocks, and that's how we build portfolios. Okay, let's jump right into um, the cannabis space, okay? You haven't missed anything yet. This is going to go on for months and years. What we try to do on this desk and what I've been sharing with you every time I get on this call is I say to you that our job is to buy weakness and eventually sell into strength. If we have a core long-term investment that we like, like Canopy, then we hold that core and we trade around it. So when we get a risk-on addition signal from our algorithm two days ago, we take our core position and we double or triple it, depending on how aggressive we want to be. And then not today, but this stock eventually will, will get to a point where it runs up, right? And when we hit statistical targets, we sell some of that excess and we make sure we hold our core. And that gives us the ability to deal with the volatility over the months and years while we hold a long-term investment. We trade around the core. So what happened for the last two weeks? Again, I strongly suggest you go to our website, rosenthalcapital.com. You can find our videos there. You can go to YouTube, our YouTube channel, go to the playlist and you know, I'm not going to go over everything I've been saying the last couple of weeks. But look, we look to buy weakness. What I've been saying the last couple of weeks is when you're at the beginning of an investing super cycle, stocks get ahead of themselves. They run up into earnings because everyone's so excited about the business prospects that they can't possibly deliver on expectations. And so for two weeks, these stocks sold off. It was earnings season. You had a couple of blow-ups. Blow-ups, by the way, in stocks, I've been telling you that I'm avoiding in my own portfolio. I don't buy the growers. I focus on high-grading my portfolio. I don't have to go into the muck to find little names on the pink sheets. We will make more than enough money investing in canopy growth, the blue chip, at the beginning of an investing super cycle. You don't, you don't need to find something no one else knows about. You just have to buy canopy on weakness, particularly when it comes down because other investments in the space, companies not nearly as good as this one, are missing expectations. And then analysts come out and downgrade canopy. I bet Scotiabank feels bad about that call. It was a ridiculous call. But that's how Wall Street works. They're all lemons. They all jump off cliff. They all make, you know, and, and it's okay. We all make mistakes. I'm sure Scotiabank will come out and change their recommendation on, from sell to something else on Canopy. Um, so what we were doing when we saw the weakness is we said, yeah, bring these stocks right to us. Use our algorithms, add positions. Typically at the beginning of these cycles, these stocks sell off with earnings. They run up into them. They can't possibly meet expectations because of the excitement. They sell off. That gives you the entry point. 
<clears throat> excuse me, and then new watershed events occur that drive the whole group higher. And that's what's happening today. Bruce Linton, the CEO, a couple days ago, CEO of Canopy, said that the Canopy is going to do more than a billion dollars in sales in the next 12 months. Wall Street was looking for 788 million. So basically a 30% increase to what Wall Street's looking for. And that stopped the sell-off in these stocks right in its tracks. And I shared this with you on these live streams, on my blog talk. When that news came out, I said, this is important. He just set the bottom. These stocks were selling off because some of the weaker competitors in the business were missing numbers. And he just set the floor. Then we get a risk-on buy signal. I shared with you the chart pattern. I said, this is a classic cup and handle. So along with an algorithmic buy signal, that's where you put your risk on. It doesn't always work, but that's where you put the risk on. Okay. I talk about investing super cycles all the time on this, on this, um, these webcasts for you. And I try to explain, I've been doing this 30 years. I'm sharing with you my experience. Investing super cycles, there's two major components. One, a lot of people don't believe it. There's, there's barriers that stop people from believing it. And this has clearly got a barrier. It's called Schedule S1, the federal government. Okay. So you have to be willing to take risk. You have to think out the box. You have to do something other people aren't doing. That's the beginning of an investing super cycle. When everybody agrees this is the greatest idea ever, we'll be out of these stocks, having made a fortune. The other thing is watershed events bring in institutional capital. This is how you grow net worth over a, over a period of, of time. You put capital to work in front of institutional investment. This is rule number 15. I'll have to update this. Rule number 15. On our website, click on algorithmic research, you'll see a blog post called Rules of the Road. Things I've learned over 30 years, I try to share it with you. You want to put capital to work when institutional investors come in and watershed events that change perception, get institutions in. It started with the $4 billion investment Constellation Brands last year in Canopy. Then we had another watershed event, December, farm bills passed. Hemp can be, uh, can be farmed in the country, first time since the 1930s. Altria puts $1.8 billion into Kronos. These are watershed events. These things wake up institutions. Then we find out that the sovereign fund of Sweden is buying marijuana companies. CalPERS, the biggest pension plan in the country, right? California pension plan. CalPERS is buying marijuana companies, cannabis companies. It's real, guys. It's happening. Money's coming in, even though laws and all these different things are confusing. But that's what sets up the start of an investing super cycle. It's confusing. You have to see through it sift through it and find your opportunities. I've been saying for months that we feel on our trading desk and our investing process that the opportunity 
is unique in U.S.-based cannabis companies, what they call MSOs, multi-state operators. If you guys have been picking up what I've been laying down, you're making a lot of money right now. The multi-state operators that trade on the, uh, on the Canadian Stock Exchange. Barrier to entry. People don't understand it. Normally, I would never talk about buying something on the CSE. But see, these companies can't access capital markets except for the CSE. And so there's the unique opportunity. People don't understand it. We do. And we've been building out a portfolio of U.S. MSOs. You know, I've been talking about it. The True Leaves, the Crescos, the Green Thumbs, the Acreage. I've even said on these streams that Acreage will be the first company taken over. I've said it. Go back and look. Why did I say that? Because the management team based in New York were finance guys that understood the opportunity of collecting a bunch of licenses to create a company that would be acquired. They even said it on their conference calls. It wasn't hard to understand. That was their business model. Cover the country, get as many licenses as they can, set their company up to be acquired. I like Cureleaf, but Cureleaf is doing something different. They're working on the patient experience. Okay, they want to be the Starbucks of cannabis. They only sell Cureleaf products. Love the company. Different story. First company to be taken over will be the company run by financial guys in New York who are out there just collecting as many licenses as they can to create value and bundle it. And that's what's happened today. No surprise on our desk. Canopy buys acreage. I'm going to try to go over the deal for you because it is confusing. It's not a clean acquisition. It can't be, right? We all knew this last night when the story broke. Companies can't buy U.S. MSOs or any U.S.-based cannabis company right now. It's illegal. So if Philip Morris wants to get into the U.S. cannabis business and they buy a U.S. cannabis company, New York Stock Exchange delists them. Can't do it. So I'm, a, I'm surprised by this deal, right? <clears throat> I thought the way this would go is we would have a watershed event when Congress passed either the States Act or the Safe Banking Act which would then allow companies like Canopy or whomever to buy U.S. assets without violating federal law. So I thought, I thought we were going to get that information first, and then we would hear about acquisitions. But in his infinite wisdom, Bruce Linton is really um, a gem of a, of, a, of a company leader. He totally gets it. And um, who wants to wait a couple of years if they have to wait while these companies build massive value and then try to take them over. It's going to cost them a lot more money later. And who knows when Congress decides to move, right? I mean, I know that the safe banking act I, I, and, and the States act is out of committee and now they're being, inter- you know, that's all great, but it's still going to take time and it's still politicians. So Bruce Linton figured out a different way to do it. 
I've been sitting all morning going over the release. I suggest you go over it too. I posted it on Twitter, at Brett Rosenthal. You can click on the link. takes you right to Canopy's website. Read it. And then read it probably another 10 times because it is confusing. And I think that's one reason why these stocks are not reacting exactly the way you may have thought. Okay? So let me break down for you what I can gather from that uh, um, um, canopy press release. A couple of key points. First of all, after crunching the numbers and doing the math, right now, acreage is worth roughly $26 to $27 a share. It's trading at 23 and a quarter. It's up 3%. <clears throat> right? Based on the deal, it should be trading between 26 and 27 why is it not doing that? Well, number one, I think people are confused and don't understand the deal, and they're trying to read through, and they're waiting to probably hear management speak before they really decide to take uh, a bigger positions or initiate positions. But it's a 26 to $27 stock. Acreage stock is now tied to canopy stock. As canopy stock goes up, the value of acreage stock will go up. They're tied. They're tied together. It's not just a rights deal. So some people thought it was going to be a straight takeover, but the rest of us knew that couldn't be because that would, Canopy would get delisted from the New York and Toronto stock exchanges. So then, so then people thought, well, maybe it's just a rights deal. They're paying $300 million for the rights. But that's not correct either. The structure of the deal, while it's confusing, they are paying $300 million. They do have the right to buy the stock. And it's tied to federal law changes, right? So once there's a federal law change in the U.S., it, it activates the rights and acreage shares convert to canopy shares. So they're tied together now. 0.58 shares of canopy for every share of acreage. So that deal's done. It's not just a rights deal. It's, they, just took, they just took over acreage. And then how they did it financially so that they don't violate laws is what I think confuses people a little bit. So these stocks are up, but they're not up nearly what they should be up. And I think over time, analysts will dissect this and you'll start to get uh, um, probably... Uh, movement higher in these stocks as people realize what just happened. But it's even confusing for me to try to explain it to you. Um, let me explain how we invest in the cannabis space. I've done it for the, you know, going back to August, but I'll explain it again for those of you who are new. We look for companies with intellectual property, brands, and a war chest of capital. That's how we're building out our portfolio. It's a watershed event today because a major Canadian company just gave a major U.S.-based cannabis distributor, distributor company, a retail company, MSO, a war chest of capital to go roll up the industry. That's the number one takeaway. You can go read the details and try to figure out all the statistics and the numbers. 
but I'm, I'm gifting to you the takeaway. Acreage, under this agreement, has been given the right to issue 58 million more shares for acquisitions that will convert, that, that are convertible into canopy shares, okay? So the deal allows acreage to piggyback on Canopy's strength to take over other MSOs or whatever other business they think is accretive to earnings. Probably they're going to roll up as many licenses as they can. So you're going to see acreage go out there and buy another MSO and give them shares in acreage, which are actually shares in Canopy. See, if acreage tried to do this, it would cost them a lot more money. Somebody like, I don't know, uh, or, uh, anybody, I'm just going to use an example. Let's say Harvest or something or, or, uh, or Truly. Let's say, let's, say acreage, let's say Acreage and Canopy decided Florida is important. We want big exposure there. We want to take over Leaf. If Acreage tried to do that, Leaf would say, we don't want your stock. Now Acreage could do that and say, you're not getting my stock. Canopy stock. And you're part of the canopy network. And that becomes a lot more lucrative. A roll-up process has started. That's the watershed event. Does it mean the stocks go straight up right now? No. People are confused. People don't get it. You know, when you get a news story like this, a lot of weak holders just dump on the news. You got big short sellers, and they think maybe I should sell some short. They're going to get toasted. This is a big story for U.S.-based cannabis companies. They're all, the value of all these companies is going to be revised higher over time. As usual, this is my personal opinion that I'm sharing with you. This is my own assets I'm managing. I'm not telling you what to run out and buy. Okay, do your own homework. I'm just telling you the way I interpret this information. When a player comes into a space and starts doing a roll-up, the tide rises all boats. You can go out there and try to find your favorite names or you can just buy a little bit of all of them. Yesterday, it was hard to figure out the value of a U.S.-based cannabis retailer. Today, it's not. And the value is a lot higher than where they're trading. That's the takeaway. So... I'm going, to, I'm going to spare you all the other details. You, you can go read it yourself. There's so many details in there, and I think it, it's probably what's holding back the stocks a little bit. There's just so many details. But that's the key takeaway. Another takeaway is that Canopy has shown to the rest of the world how to get involved in the U.S. cannabis markets without violating laws. Do you think Canopy will be the only guy doing this? This has just accelerated the investment thesis for U.S.-based cannabis companies of all kinds, not just MSOs. I thought these companies wouldn't be in play until after the law was changed. This story today tells you these stocks are in play right now. 
Do your homework. Start owning them because any big player now can get into the space. My guess is um, uh, Aurora ACB is not far behind. Right? They just engaged Nelson Peltz to help them make some strategic acquisitions. Those strategic acquisitions may be U.S. companies. I didn't think that yesterday. I think it today. That's the watershed event. Investors don't understand it right away, but that's what's going to dawn on people over the coming weeks and months. So I leave you with that thought. Do your own homework. Focus on U.S. cannabis companies. Find the names you think you should own. High-grade the portfolio. Okay? Don't go for the muck and the dirt and the little teeny things. Find the real companies. Focus on those. Focus on those names that will be rolled up by acreage or bought by other big companies. I wish you guys the best of luck. Have a great three-day weekend. Have happy holidays. I look forward to talking to you guys again on Monday. Take care.